maybe we can kind of open our account of discussion around a general topic of family devotions. Um, we've engaged in that regularly over the years, and particularly at the beginning of the year, it's a great time as people are starting off their year on a good footing uh, to talk about family devotions and how that can be done well. Um, I particularly would like to talk, even as we engage on family devotions, um, around the use of catechisms uh, in family devotions. Um, Peter, what are your thoughts on family devotions? Well, firstly, they're important. <laughs> they, <clears throat> the, the, the family is, uh, is the first church, it's the small church. Uh, and so as a family, worship should be a priority and it should be essential. And family devotions is our way of calling or, or labeling what, what's worship, well, mm. how we worship God. The different ways of doing it, uh, some ways better than others, but every family is different, has different dynamic, but there are essential elements that all worship, all biblical worship should have. Mm. And uh, therefore, when it comes to family worship, scripture is important, praying is important, and then we have amazing tools that help us in this, uh, what you, what we call catechisms, as you mentioned now. And there's there's a lot of them. There are great ones that, that families can use. Uh, and, and the goal of a catechism is to make, to, to help us, not just our children, but even us as, as adults, to understand the essential truths about God and the Bible and, yes, even about us. That's the whole point of catechism. Again, mm. it's, it's to help make, uh, make the Bible bite-size. So, I mean, there are some very well-known popular catechisms, such as the Westminster, um, shorter and larger catechisms. Um, of, of late, I've um, used uh, with my children the New City Catechism, uh, which is obviously closely associated with people like Tim Keller um, and others. Um, over the last month, I've been focusing my time and my attention on the Baptist Catechism, which is a very, very old um, compendium of questions and answers that really summarize the main teachings of the Baptist faith. It was created by a gentleman named Keach and is often called Keach's Catechism in 1677. So it's mm. kind of really, in fact, it predates, for those of you who know the confessions, it predates the Second London Baptist Confession of 1689 um, by a number of years. Um, however, it really came into um, uh, 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 kind of prominence when it was adopted uh, in Great Britain in 1689 um, and uh, a slightly modified version of the Baptist Catechism. I came across it uh, when I was researching catechisms and uh, found it on Desiring God which is John Piper's website and he had contemporized the English somewhat in order to make it more accessible and expanded some of the the information particularly when it came to scripture but I've been very very edified um, by it myself um, and I'm certainly promoting it uh, within the context of the local church um, but certainly uh, 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 trying to use it in my family as well as a new mechanism um, to kind of give family devotions a more kind of questions answer engagement opportunity um, my son who's the youngest member of my family uh, is now coming for 10 years old and so no longer does 
family devotions need to almost be a monologue. Um, it, it can now become something of a dialogue. Mm. And so a catechism, which is questions followed by answers, becomes a great mechanism to facilitate that kind of dialogue. Definitely. And especially for, for children, because what I've learned is, is our daughter is three years old. And she's memorized some of these questions and answers already just by us repeating them. She can't even read yet, but because we repeat it to her before we go out or maybe before we put her to bed, uh, what is uh, what is our only hope in life and death? And mm. she'll say, our only hope in life and death is uh, well, Jesus. Uh, excellent. You know? New City Catechism, I remember yes. this. I did this with my oldest daughter when she was 18 in matric. And uh, on the way to school, we would uh, go through questions. What is my only life, uh, hope in life and death? And work through the New City Catechism that way. It was really a helpful way of engaging spiritually with an older child. It definitely. And they might not be able like for example my my little girl she's not able to read but she is able to memorize certain truths and i'm sure she doesn't maybe understand everything yet but the foundation is being laid already because she she memorized these things and as she now like last night we we read the first paragraph in the gospel of mark as a family just sitting on a bed and reading she's finally getting to this point where she's starting to ask some questions you know sometimes silly sometimes more serious uh, but I'm just so excited about being able to engage with with my my child, soon to be children, about the Bible. And these catechisms have been such a great help. The New City Catechism, and in my one of my personal, I, I have sentimental uh, value that I attach to. It's the Westminster Catechism, yes, especially yes. the shorter Westminster. It's the one I've been shout out to all our Presbyterian friends. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> it's the one that I've definitely been. Uh, studying and, and, and using for devotion and memorizing the longest amount of time. Uh, it's before I was even aware the catechisms you know, are a thing. This was something that was given to me and it was just been life-changing, helping me to, to understand and hold firm to the fundamental truths about, of our faith. Uh, uh, that's excellent. Well, let me give you a couple of examples from the Baptist Catechism, and then a couple of comments have come in that I'd like us to engage with. Um, question number one in the Baptist Catechism is, who's the first and best of beings? Now, in the older English version, the original, it is, who's the first and chiefest of beings, uh, kind of simplified by John Piper and uh, made available on Desiring God. Who's the first and best of beings? The answer is, God is the first and best of beings. And then there are four scriptures that underpin that answer. Isaiah 44 verse 6, Psalm 8 verse 1, 96 verse 4, 97 verse 9, and 1 Samuel 2 verse 2. The idea is that you get one question, you get it answered in a simple to understand way, and then you get scriptures that are associated with it so that you can quickly gain an understanding and edification of of what you believe it it really helps believers understand and articulate their beliefs and it's useful as a primer for kids and as an introduction for believers who want to know more about what baptists believe i can't recommend the Baptist Catechism mm. enough. Um, I've been working through it. It's actually available on our website, central.org.za uh, slash article slash the Baptist Catechism. And uh, I'll put that uh, link in the show notes. And, um, and as you follow through on that link, 
um, it, it kind of um, what, what we've done is I've started to add comments just to uh, explain some of the theological terms that are being used to make it easier possibly for parents with young children to explain well what is a being mm. um, you know a being is a living entity that has self-awareness um, now that may or may not be helpful depending on the age of your child but certainly if you're an adult and you're wanting to understand what infinite means in terms of an attribute of God I've tried to I've tried to give some definition support um, to each uh, question uh, and to the answers and uh, uh, I'm really enjoying going through the Baptist Catechism and again just to emphasize catechisms are so helpful and crucial Martin Luther is someone who wrote volumes volumes thousands of pages throughout his life yes. and sometime during near the end of his life he was uh, remembered for saying that of all his writings, they can just throw it all in the fire, except two, his book Bondage of the Will yeah. and his Children's Catechism. Yes. And this is a guy who wrote tens of thousands of, of papers, Yes. you know, with, with, with a quill, with a pen. Mm. And for him, the Children's Catechism was among, out of everything he did in his life, the most important. And for, for me, there's a lesson in that. Well, Penny, I do want to say hi to you. Uh, Penny says on Facebook, which is one of the places that you can engage and comment with us. Hi, Mark and friends. I've not been with you for a few weeks, but am back and once again loving the broadcast. May you all have a great and very blessed 2023. Keep up the great work, Penny. I do trust that 2023 is a blessing to you as well. Christina Kern says, please send me the chronological reading plan. Thanks. Um, Christina, I do want to talk a little bit about scripture reading. Scripture reading is so important. We actually ended um, last year uh, talking about reading of scripture and uh, we did mention a chronological reading plan through scripture as well um, and so maybe just to underline the importance the real importance of reading scripture I, I saw a tweet this week um, a guy said you know I started off by listening to R.C. Sproul and to John Pipe and to John and to John MacArthur, but but they've introduced me um, to kind of like the golden oldies and uh, and uh, and I just thought of my own kind of transition and access. Um, I also started off listening to John Piper and John MacArthur and R.C. Sproul, and they did introduce me to the next bunch of guys that I started to read uh, and engage with, which were Spurgeon and Edwards and uh, uh, let's just go with uh, Whitfield. And they introduced me to the next bunch of guys that I listened to, which were earlier church fathers like Augustine and um, uh, we spoke about Athanasius and uh, John Christostom, um, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And they introduced me to another bunch of guys who I like to call Matthew, Mark, Luke and John et al. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but in reality, nothing beats scripture. Um, whilst, whilst I love all of those names that I have just quoted, um, whether it be right near the beginning, um, reading guys like John Christostom, whose homilies are available on wiki you can go to the wiki source section of uh, and and read 
you, you know writings that date back to like the very very early I'm going to go with 300 AD 350 AD thereabouts um, but just a, a godly expository preacher um, and then Augustine and then the writings of Martin Luther and John Calvin and then you know the Puritans up to Edwards and crossing the great divide to Spurgeon um, and then modern day heroes uh, Pipers and MacArthur's and Sprouls um, I love each and every one of those men and they have contributed to my understanding of scripture but nothing beats the reading of scripture because it is in scripture that you meet Jesus Christ definitely it's so important to 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 listen and learn from other godly people what they have studied from God's word but listening to what people say about God's word is not a substitute for reading so God's word yourself I'm sure she does so it's uh, maybe understand oops I pushed I'm trying to reply <laughs> to a comment on Facebook and it opened up our Facebook uh, link so we are listening to yourself speaking sorry about that no Peter. problem carry on <laughs> as you were so it's uh, when it, when it comes to listening to what people say about God's word and reading God's word it's not a either or it's a both and but I think it's important to understand that listening or reading what other people say about God's word is not a substitute for you doing it yourself you need to spend time saturating your own heart your own soul with God's word so let's just talk um, then just very briefly about how to access God's word and there's a couple of ways last last year we spoke about reading plans and I have put into the show notes um, or into the comments on Facebook um, Bible Gateway which is I think an excellent online um, resource uh, where you can go and find many different versions of the Bible um, I commended the ESV the CSB the um, New American Standard Bible um, among others and uh, and you can actually listen to the Bible being read um, audibly even as you read scripture excellent mechanism um, and I, they've got a number of reading plans and those reading plans include reading through the Old or the New Testament a chronological reading plan which is second on the list and that relates directly to the question that was uh, asked or the information that was asked for uh, by Christina um, and then there are historical reading plans reading the Bible in 90 days in 40 days the Gospels um, and reading the Bible in the year uh, and, and many other options Options. And I would commend uh, BibleGateway.com to you. What I've been doing since December, it's different to what I said uh, at the end of the year, is I've got the ESV app on my phone. Actually, what happened was I, I started walking, Peter, because I'm like middle-aged now. I'm 45. I'm, I'm putting on a bit of weight, and uh, I need to do a bit of exercise. So, so I've been walking, and while I walk, my intention was to read Scripture, you know, start at Genesis and, and just, you know, read through. I could get through about 10 chapters as I walk a route. I like to listen to a podcast first. Anyway, where I'm going with this was um, I couldn't get the Bible Gateway app to, to, to work audibly, and so I crossed to the ESV app which I also have on my phone 
and the ESV app has Christine Getty reading the Bible in her I'm going with Irish Irish, yes. <laughs> Irish accent. It is incredible to wow. listen to. I mean, I, I've I've read I read through uh, Genesis in December. I've been reading through Exodus. Um, I'm on I think chapter 34 of Exodus, and you get to the Song of Moses. You know, after they after they cross the Red Sea, and you listen to her reading the the Song of Moses, and then Moses's sister Miriam, I think, goes before the ladies with a tambourine, and she. She has a song as well, and uh, Christine's Getty's voice actually sings as she reads. I, well, she doesn't actually sing, but but it's almost you can just hear the lyrical composition um, in her voice. She 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 really reads well, and so I've been thoroughly enjoying um, listening to the Bible while walking together with uh, uh, Christine Getty um, using the ESV Bible app um, over the last month or so. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's, I'm excited to go and listen to that. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow on IONO.FM, there's a segment that's going to be published. That's just a, a segment from your last conversation on reading through the Bible and the different plans. And then on that podcast on IONO.FM, there's going to be a link to Bible reading plans from Bible Gateway and also BibleStudyTools.com. So if anyone wants to check it out tomorrow as it when it's published, there's a whole list of reading plans. Some of them so fascinating that I've even started some of them, just a Bible reading plan, reading through Isaiah and reading through the Pentateuch of, of Moses. And so I'm excited for, for you to go and check that out. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Um, from Bible reading back to the catechism for just a brief moment because John van Royen asks the Baptist catechism, is it also known as Keech's catechism? That's correct, the Baptist catechism. Well, first, Keech's catechism was the 1677 catechism, so it's a really old catechism. Um, it was adopted by, I think, the churches in Pennsylvania um, first, and that was in either the late 1600s or the early 1700s, and at that stage, it was adopted in a slightly modified format. So, for example, I think Keech's Catechism starts off with a question that relates to um, uh, to to God, whereas the Baptist Catechism starts off with a question that relates to the chief end of man, something to that effect. Um, so there were there, there's slight differences. Question two in the Baptist Catechism is the chief end of man, and that's missing from from Keech's Catechism. Uh, but but yes, uh, for all intensive purposes, very similar, and both are based um, kind of on the Westminster Catechism. So you know the the Reformed Baptists basically sat, and uh, I don't know if you remember doing exams at school, but there was always that one naughty kid that was looking over the shoulder of someone else. The Reformed Baptists did that to the Reformed Pe uh, uh, Presbyterians. Um, John Knox really had a great influence um, on on both of those streams uh, back then. Um, Marina Combrant also asking for a reading plan. It might be that the reading plan was spoken about um, before uh, on a show before, but both Marina and um, and uh, uh, I think it was Christine. I will send that information, Christina. I will send that information to you via uh, WhatsApp as soon as I get an opportunity to copy and paste it. Jean says, "Hi, Mark." 
Peter and team. Um, a blessing to hear you both sharing. We pray the Lord's blessing uh, blesses the programs of Radio Pulpit this year and that many people will be reached, thereby growing the kingdom and the listeners together with the viewers. Uh, where can we get the children's catechism for our grandchildren, Gene Hunter? Gene, um, the best place to go um, will be to the Central Baptist Church's website, um, the centralbaptistchurch.org.za slash articles slash the Baptist hyphen catechism. Um, I have posted that link uh, to the Facebook page. It's in the comments right now and I will make sure that it's also posted to the show notes uh, when the podcast goes out. Uh, Thanks for asking that and I really do commend it to you. That includes the catechism questions as well as answers and then you'll see I've I've got a whole lot of comments that I've made through the catechism um, in in kind of like a highlighter just so that you can distinguish um, my own personal notes um, from the catechism but I've tried to make them as really as brief as possible um, in order to make it as readable as possible Um, and then I've clearly designated the scriptures I will make sure that the scriptures have links on them um, before the end of tonight I'll go home tonight and uh, and make sure that uh, the scriptures link to a pop-up that uh, that uh, goes to the ESV or something like that that makes that easier to read as well um, so thanks for that question, Gene, and it's uh, great to uh, talk together with you on Fridays.